0: Well, hey there. Welcome back to the Hillbrook Center for Teaching Excellence podcast. My name is Bill Selleck. Pronouns are he, him. I'm the director of technology here at Hillbrook School. And I'm here with,
1: dare I say, illustrious? <laughs> Gulliver Lavage, the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion at Hillbrook. Pronouns he, him. As well. Good to see you, Bill.
0: Yeah, good to see you as well. Glad to have you back on the pod. I don't know that we're cool enough to call it the pod, but I'm going to keep pushing on it.
1: <laughs> I think we called it that last time, right? <laughs> we did. When, I think I said Eddie the same here? thing with Eddie. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was talking with you yesterday. I'm going to recount kind of this this story because um, so I think we still have a lot to kind of talk through about it. Noticed that a lot of my friends and a lot of the people I now follow on Instagram um, talk a lot about diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice, right? I, I really, particularly on Instagram of all the social media platforms, have been trying to um, to make sure that I'm doing a lot of my learning on Instagram. And I found some extraordinary educators there sharing um, a lot. And I'm learning a lot with that. Um, on Twitter, it's a bit more mixed where there's still, you know, a lot of sharing around DEI. There's also a lot of sharing around just kind of good old ed tech stuff, right? So here's a tool, here's a website, here's a protocol, here's, you know, kind of a workflow or a lesson I did, um, or just, you know, straight up, like, let's talk about this app, right? And so that continues to be there. Um, And what I noticed after having a a conversation on um, a Zoom call with an old ed tech friend is that he was talking about kind of behaviors of of a common friend um, that were not aligned with where I want to be around equity and inclusion, right? And I actually went and looked at what he shared on the Twitters, as my mom calls it. And a lot of what he was sharing was just straight up like ed tech stuff and actually kind of scrolled through and, and realized, wow, I don't see really anything around inclusivity at all on this stream. And I think at the end of 2021 educators need to be sharing around where they are on their own journey in DEI. that They need to be sharing resources and shining a light on those that are creating amazing resources, right? And it wasn't until I actually did kind of a deep dive on on one person in particular um, that I realized, I, I think the way you put it was actually kind of a blind spot that, you know, if I just, I'm scrolling through the feed, I'm just seeing, you know, some ed tech stuff, some app stuff, some education stuff, and then some DEI stuff, right? So as a whole, my feed felt pretty good. But when I actually started to look at at people kind of in particular, it was like, oh, that's that's interesting.
1: Right? Yeah, I I I think um we you know, as humans in general, like we all we we have biases, right? We all we all have biases. Um some of them are conscious, most of them are probably unconscious. And therefore I think when we we, we talk about de, doing DEI work in whatever realm we are, you know, uh, in terms of professionally or 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 in our own existence and, and everyday experience, um, it's important to have something that helps remind us of that, and so that we can, um, you know, we can use that reminder um, as a way to to help mitigate you know the the way our bias will play out or, or or cause harm um or or make somebody not feel included um and so i think that's a really important aspect and the question is like how do you create like a tool that helps that helps remind you of that that helps you get you to a spot of oh yeah i do have biases right i have my blinders unintentionally on things and i'm you know i I go down the path of decision making in a in a predictable way so what's what's that what's that thing that can help me see that and think of alternative ways or find out who's missing from the conversation or find out how i'm using my own biases to, to to quickly go down a decision making path
0: yeah, no, absolutely. So I think in this particular case, what I noticed was a conversation with you, right? So having those colleagues, those educators, those friends that you can kind of think through a thing and have them go, oh, that's that's a blind spot, right? And go, got it, right? But I think the, the more interesting thing and why we're talking about it on this podcast is that actually looking at systems and looking at institutions, how do we do that same sort of thing, right? It's not gonna be like a one-on-one conversation. If you have a big committee, a big team you know like your admin team your board how do you actually make those decisions and uh tell us about the dei lens so proud and so excited of this
1: yeah so as we were thinking about this last year quite a bit like how do we how do we make sure at the institutional level like as you said right at the individual level we can you know we can kind of be thinking about it in our own head and we we maybe get through a process and and most people don't know that we've done it because we've just kind of done it within ourselves but how do we do it when we're in group we're in community groups of people who are making decisions institutions whether it's big decisions you know at a school like Hillbrook um, you know around the future and you know future uh, programming versus like even just classroom like you know what do I have in my you know what's what's going on in my classroom what have I you know what are these books that I have from 20 years ago good books you know should we still be using them so, I think what was really interesting is coming to a point where we said we need to have like a like a named formal process for us when we are in groups of people to think about how to mitigate our our biases and how to account for people who are missing from the conversation um and so yeah we we came up with the d i lens um, which was a process over a year at the at the board level at the employee level to think about. Well, what are the what are the questions that we could w- that we could have that um, that we always use when we're making decisions when we're in when we're in meetings, so that we are all holding each other accountable to to doing the work right, to doing the work in a way that 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 is inclusive, to doing the work in a way that feels equitable. Um, and so, the DEI lens is something that's really new here at Hillbrook, and I think really new across the country. Um, you know, not many schools have it yet, but some do, some version of it, you know, which which is, a, a, it's simple, right, Bill? I mean, it's it's a set of questions that we look at and we talk about out loud and it helps us to rethink, oh, you know, as, yeah, we were quickly going down this decision-making path the way we normally would and we just caught ourselves. So let's go back and think about this, like, from a different, from a different perspective, from somebody else's perspective, from... Like, what are the things in in my decision-making that are just routine and and, and bias?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so the one I hear you say a lot, in my memory at least, is, you know, what are my biases as we make these decisions, as we talk through this thing we're going to do? The one, and I just try and keep, like, one on the top of my head, you know, and and then if I know we're going to have a bigger conversation and make a pretty big decision— I'll pull up the agenda for that meeting, which is usually, you know, running Google Doc. And then I'll also pull up the DEI lens as another tab, as another Google Doc, so that I'm able to look at that and kind of go through those and and check, you know, where might I ask a question like this? Um, The one that that I always think about is who is not included if we make this decision. Um, and, And the nuance I'm starting to learn is actually who's not included if we design this experience this way. Right? Totally. You know, so I think, like, Flag comes to mind, right? right. So, so Flag it's partially in person, partially live-streamed, um, you know, and, and as we talk about, you know, future events, you know, it's, well, do we want to do it just in person? Do we need the live stream? Um, you know, I, I'm the one running the live stream, so should I be doing something else? Should I be running sound? Should I be running lighting for something? Because um, I can do a variety of things. And it continues yeah. to be, no, we need the live stream because... If we don't have it, we are not including people that aren't able to come or I think during the pandemic, right, who more importantly are not comfortable coming right. so that they, they feel included and that as we design Flag, we design it with the live stream. It's not just, oh, stick like a laptop and then they can't really see what's going on. They can't really hear it. It's just kind of shoved off in the corner, right? Like that technically, you know, if, if you're going through the list of what you're doing, you're like, we did a live stream. People are included. Yay. But actually meaningfully including them, actually including them so that they feel a part of it and experience it as a high-quality event. And in some ways, actually a higher-quality event, right? Because the audio, um, you know, when we're doing it right, is actually clearer on the live stream than live. You get right. to hear kind of the whispers of, are you, are you ready? Do you want to tell me what the joke is? want to practice the joke? Right. Right? <laughs> and live, like, yeah. there's no way you hear that. But on the live stream, you actually pick up all right. of that, which is which is kind of cool. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what comes up to mind for me.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's really new to our community and we're, we're, we're really using it um, a lot. I think this year already I've noticed in moments, um, whether it's a group of teachers who are thinking of, you know, how they're going to continue to be inclusive with classroom materials, um, whether it be books or um, activities or lessons, um, you know, I've seen teams of of teachers already be using the lens of like, yeah, well, in this unit, you know, whose voice is not included, you know, um, in this activity, um, in this, you know, in in our entire, uh, you know, experience of like our classroom materials and the books we have and, and the pictures we have up on the wall, like it sure, becomes sure. a really good way for even you know at the at, at the very. The, the, the level of a teacher and the level of a student experience um, right away using the lens really helps to, 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 to create lots of windows and mirrors right away in the classroom for all of our students. And I, I think that's something that's already um, coming to fruition. Um, and and I've seen it a lot in our, our, our lower school classrooms, especially.
0: I love that. I also love some of the conversations that I've been able to be a part of that go deeper into it where it, it we take our best attempt at I think this is what it is and then actually later hearing oh this part actually was not as great as we thought it would be and then we get to have those conversations you know like it it's not just who's not included all right cool done we've made the right. decision right you know it's it's really opening a whole new line of conversations and of relationships and of you know ideas
1: Right. And I think taking it a step further, there's also like in the DI lens, we have a question around like communication, right? And how are we communicating these conversations? And that's also an important piece that's missed sometimes is people don't understand all the things that are talked about or the the processes. And I think we're realizing more and more that just kind of naming that, naming that there's different perspectives along the way as we make these decisions. And there are people that feel strongly one way and people that feel strongly another way. And that it doesn't mean that we're trying to align for complete agreement when we use the DI lens. Sure. Right? It yeah. means, to your point, we're having the conversations and we're communicating that it's sticky when we do DI work well. That's Absolutely. It's sticky and, yeah. and that's okay. It, it, you know, we sometimes get into, you know, the white normative cultural structure that we think that, you know, there's got to be a solution. You know, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps us to realize it's okay to be in the gray area.
0: Yeah, one thing that has surprised me in, in the greatest way is that I thought this was going to be used of like, we'll have a conversation, we'll come up with a plan, and then before we say you know, yes or no, let's look at the questions. And I'm actually finding it personally much more useful earlier on as we're starting to craft what an event looks like. You know, so coming up, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, grandparents and special friends say is coming up before um, our Thanksgiving break. Right. And so as we're looking at, at what that event would be, um, you know, it starts off with kind of an extended flag geared towards grandparents, which is live streamed and really thinking about that in a, in a more thoughtful way about what the remote experience is. And then, you know, in the afternoon, it's, it's always been designed for, you know, a shoulder to shoulder in-person experience. But as we've been going through it, it's, it's been, you know, what does that look like if you're remote? You know, again, for the grandparents and special friends that either can't attend because of distance or aren't comfortable attending you know and so i think as we plan events um you know or lessons or you know kind of whatever it needs to be looking at it for me not just at the end right the new learning is looking at at the beginning the middle and the end kind of throughout and knowing like who's not included if we design it this way
1: great yeah and i think you like most independent schools um You know, have have to have benefits, right? They have to have a benefit to raise money, um, to be able to have things like flexible tuition, financial aid, and I think this is a this is a great example of where you think, well, we know this comes once a year in the independent school world. So, using the lens, I think in this context really helps because you know we want to how how can we ensure that it's it's an inclusive experience for everybody, right? and, And and traditionally a benefit. For, for independent schools has not been inclusive. No. Right.
0: right, right, right. And and I think an interesting thing to name here is that even going through the DEI lens, it's not that we are able to always pick the best answer. I don't know if best is the right word, but even like the most inclusive answer, you know, because a big part of a benefit, or, you know, some schools are calling it an auction still, right. is to raise significant amounts of money. So like by design, it cannot be inclusive, but, you know, <laughs> the result of that is that our school is able to be more inclusive. You know, flexible tuition is able right. to go way, way up. Right. And so I think being able to, to name, um, I don't know what's the right word, almost like that, that friction, that tension. Yeah. That, like, it's that gray area, right? Right, right.
1: It's, it's that spot where it's, they're both true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay.
1: And that's okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Gully, before we wrap up, can you tell us a little bit how we got here as a school with this DEI lens?
1: Yeah, I think um I think what's what's really great and unique about, you know, a school like Hillbrook is the DI work in terms of thought has been there for a very long time, right? And so there was a real I know when I got here 3 years ago, there was a real hunger of like how do we take that to action? Like what is what does it look like in terms of action to to do this? Like it's great we we can talk about it, we can we can, you know, have people gather in groups and and share experiences, and and that's a really important part of sort of community building. But what's the way we we actually take this work um, and make it real? And and so I think that was sort of the first, you know, in the first couple of years, a lot of discussions amongst the the employee DI committee, the the different task forces uh, that, that included board members and and families, of what are what are some of the tangible things? And and I think this was, in one area, one that we said, well, we know that we, you know, we go through the world making decisions in a certain way with a certain pattern with a s with our certain lens and experience, and and so I think that was sort of a jumping point in terms of the DI lens. You know, there's other areas of of, of other things that are, you know, that we could we could talk about in terms of action, but this one was. really hard one because it's not as tangible like how do you do this at at a you know with everybody and at different you know different groups of people at different meetings and different departments Um, so this is one that's that's that, that was hard to kind of conceptualize which is why I think it took a while but and and so people might look at the questions and say, "Oh, it took that long just to come up with those, qu- those <laughs> right. four Where questions." Right. My biases. Yeah.
0: Like that should have been like right, a, right. a day it, one with you 3 years ago. Right. Right. But, but, but it, it's not.
1: Right, and it started with 20, I think 20 or 25 questions, right? Like right. we you know, and we knew we couldn't like have 25 questions, ever, you know, and, and overwhelm
0: that's an entire meeting. Right. Just answering right. 25 right. Right. questions.
1: So, it was really sort of combining the ideas and 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 what we're trying to get at with some of the questions into To a singular question um so what's what's interesting is we actually have two different versions of the lens the board the the questions that the board uses are different than the questions that the employees use right right because one is a strategic body and, and one is like operations and programming on a daily basis so those questions are are a little bit different and i think that's what's unique like i don't think there's a di lens that that is universal, that it's, like, these questions, you really have to think of your institution and your mission and your vision and and uh, your values and, and how those questions fit within that and then get at what what's going to work for you. So I think that, like, it's a process. Yeah, right?
0: well, it's, it's not a plug-and-play. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to look at our DEI lens. Right. Um, but it's not going to work for your community. Correct. Unless and you're listening to this in your part of Hillbrook, in which case it is. Right. <laughs> it is working for your <laughs> community. Um, uh, but even, you know, even... Um, employees versus board like there's there's a, a pretty significant difference you know it's definitely yeah. like the the same goal but the way that they behave the way you kind of explain that right. right like even within one community you're gonna have kind of different sets of questions
1: right and so i i just gave a an online workshop for pocc right i recorded basically i recorded myself for a on demand um because it's all virtual this year and uh
0: POCC is people of color conference put on by N A I S, yep. the National Association of Independent Schools. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. other acronyms we should throw in there? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah, and so what's what's interesting is I used the Hillbrook lens as an example, but made it clear like this is here's the process we went through, and if you're going to think about this with your institution, here here are the things to to consider, you know, and and, and so um, I think it's just a unique process individual you know for each school to think about individually uh, or each institution to think about individually of how they how it makes sense for them but just having the conversation gets it going
0: i know absolutely yeah so i love the the more systemic dei lens for our board for our employees and then i think it still just comes down to you know really internalizing these and having those one-on-one conversations when it's you you as an educator trying to figure out how do I live out these values, to make you know, right, m- my actions more inclusive,
1: right, right, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: Any next steps for people if they want to to jump down this path, walk down this path, jump down this rabbit hole?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm always open to com you know conversations. If you know, reaching out to me is always a great idea. Um, and 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 also just thinking about like thinking about your like your own place in, in, in your, in your workplace or, you know, decision-making spot in, in, in the world and like how, how you make decisions, how groups of bodies you're a part of make decisions and like, what are, what are the ways in which we can, um, you know, always ask yourself the question, how can we be more inclusive? How can we be more equitable? Um, you know, how can we ensure that, uh, that we're not just, Talking about diversity in terms of who's in the room, right? But we're also ta- we're we're talking about how people in the room can feel like they belong, feel like they have an experience that, that includes them, and that uh, you know that's 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 equitable, that's giving giving them the same opportunities and 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 ways of of whether it's ascending within the company or expressing um, in a similar way.
0: I feel like we're going to need a new word for a new phrase for in the room, people in the room. Right. Cause some of my examples were actually including people not in the room. Right. People True. in the zoom, although we're, yeah. we're just live streaming with StreamYard, So we're not even using zoom people in the room and in the zoom. Uh, yes. I'd or like something. That. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But, but even, even simple <laughs> phrases like that. That's a like, great oh, point. That's, that's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And I, I would challenge everybody listening. You know, if you're listening to this, you you're probably a bit on the tech savvy side. Um, you know, whatever networks you're on, you know, whether it's the Twitters, as my mom calls it the face page, you know, LinkedIn, <laughs> kind of wherever, um, you know, be aware of those blind spots. Uh, you know, I've definitely made a, a goal to to have all of my feeds be more diverse, to look more diverse, to have, you know, variety of perspectives, and definitely to to be a place where I'm doing a lot of my learning around DEI. Um, and in th- this particular conversation we started off with, you know, like, Actually, looking for those people that I really take seriously and really take their messages to heart. To really occasionally do deeper dives and look—you know—are are they sharing things that are more inclusive, or is it just just ed tech, which is great? Right. But you know, at, at this point in two thousand twenty-one, I think we can all do better. And so, being more mindful about who I am following, and challenge you to—you know—pay attention to who you are following and make sure that they're they're making efforts and sharing resources around dei and not just you know whatever your your original goal for following was right awesome well gully thank you so much thanks for joining us
1: yeah it's been great to be here
0: thank you all for joining us for another episode on the hillbrook center for teaching excellence podcast